spiritual direction in the postmodern era in society and happiness as a commercial commodity. Um, so first of all, Happy New Year. It is a happy new year. It's 2018. So if if you've come here via my website, you'll you'll see, you know, we all like nice new things, don't we? It's New Year, got a new podcast. And if you've been through my website, www.thepoliticalpoledancer.com, not that I'm plugging or anything, you'll see I've got a nice shiny new website as well to put all my nice shiny new things on, my new tutorials and my new podcasts and vlogs. It's very purple. If you've um, if you come onto the podcast through my website, it, it's very purple. It, it looks a little bit like... Um, a very glittery bruise, um, yeah. But you know, th this is this is all to do with branding, you see. Because I, you know, I've started building my my blog last year. Well, year before last, two thousand and sixteen, started working on my blog and and started building from there. And obviously, won a few comps. You know, social media is building, and people have said to me, you know, Tony. You need to get out the dark ages and, you know, everyone, everyone's using social media now. And what you need is you need branding. Now, personally, I thought my branding would just be in a bit of a gobby twat. But apparently that's that's not good enough now. You need you need branding. So everyone says, you know, um, you have to you have to tie everything together cohesively or has to have these cohesive colours that go along with your brand. So you have to decide what you represent and have photos, you know, go and pay for photo shoots that, that represent your brand. So, you know, I have to roll around and be a bit of a slut, but, you know, I bought an academic hoe. So, you know, if you, nice picture of me there with a book, with a book on the pole looking a bit surprised, you know, fuck me, blonde on a pole and got a brain, fancy that. <laughs> Fucking feminist, um, which is a nice one. I've got some nice pictures of me rolling around with me arse in the air, feeling me fanny. Um, you know, oh look, used to be a stripper. Come learn off me. I do stripper shit, and you know, it's it's all this branding. So so it's very purple, but um, it's been interesting seeing this idea of of branding because it is it's quite new to me. I've never been into marketing. You know, when I got into pole two thousand and nine, for me that was the, you know the golden era of pole, and we had Felix Kane and Janine Butterfly and Lethia Austin, and you know you, you'd put your Bobby's pole DVD on in your bedroom, and you'd have your pole in your bedroom at home, and that was it. You were just figuring shit out for yourself. And there were forums, and there was a bit of YouTube, but this, this social media frenzy hadn't quite set in yet and there, you know there was facebook but it was still you know where it said fucking tony mansell is dot 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 and you'd say eating me tea you know about to have a bath 
<laughs> with the complexity of fucking Facebook. People weren't into this branding and every, everyone's into marketing now. We all got to market ourselves, you know. Don't give a shit you got no content, you know. No one gives a fuck about your content. You know, can you do power? I do outside like I'm fucking raw on the floor a bit, but I've got this branding. And this is, this is crazy to me, this whole new idea. As I say, you know, it is, it's new. It's, it's something, I'm, I'm in my 30s, you know. I'm, I'm losing a couple of teeth. I sound like one of them Yorkshire people, don't I? Back in my day, everyone would go down the one tap. Everyone would wash the bits in the one bucket. Got cold for breakfast. And if you were lucky, you got a lashing off the vicar once a year to keep you straight. You know, I, I know that's what I sound like. But it, well, it, it was a little bit simpler because... I've seen some posts recently talking about pole competitions and whether they, they are useful anymore. And it's this whole idea of things as a commercial commodity because working for a competition is dead hard. You, you not only have to train, you not only have to have the tricks and the tricks so fucking shit hard that you can do them in, out, in, out, in your sleep every day. You have to be able to fucking dance. You have to put a routine together. It all has to have a theme. You have to have a costume. It all has to fit cohesively. You have to be able to walk out on that stage and bring everything together in one fucking cohesive, smooth bundle in front of a live audience. And that's what the beauty of competitions always was and what guest performances is. And that's why they've always been valid. It ain't the fucking title. The title's great. But what the title means is I went out and brought that fucking package. I brought everything. And the judges that day said that what I brought was the best that day. And those videos went out and people watched it and they were inspired. The thing with social media now is, is that it's a lot of bullshit. That's what it comes down to. People, instant gratification culture plays a big fucking part. We've all had that student that just brings a photo in. They go on, do this. And they want you as an instructor. Throw them on the pole, put them in the pose, run away, screenshot. Done. It's in the bag, I nailed it, it's mine, I've made it my bitch. And you know, this is all this, you know, validation. Put the photo up, everyone likes it. Babe, that's fucking amazing. You can rainbow my chenka, oh my god, you can do everything, it's so good. Like, 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 validation, validation. You look at that photo and you think, wow, that person can do that trick, they're, they're good. You don't see what's going on behind the scenes and that was the difference with competitions because there was no one shoving you into a fucking move. You couldn't fake it, it was there. You know, and that's still what competitions really in their valid form are about. It's about the performance experience for sure. I just fucking love getting on a stage and just like being a bit of a hoe, to be honest, just having everyone look at me and can shake my arse and feel my fanny a bit and, you know, I find it dead enjoyable. People fucking throw money. It's great. I fucking love it. I have a great time. But, you know, you do want to go out and show that you can bring a cohesive package to people. And this is where social media comes in with its bollocks because there are people creating brands and having these pages and putting these photos on and it's, I've, I've got the move, it's mine. Do you know what it is? It's like people want Paul to be like fucking Pokemon. So, you know, you fucking get yourself thrown into a move. You fucking catch the move. Have it in your Pokédex, your Polydex. <laughs> and then fucking shoot it out at will, you know, fucking. Allegra, I choose you. Bing! You know, fucking polar ball hits the fucking pole, explodes and you're in the trick. Never have to practice for it again. Never have to train. Don't have to do nothing. It's just there. It's just yours. Throw it the fucking pole. Bang it out. Bring it's there. It's ready to go into battle. Fucking polar mom wins. Woo. That'd be a fucking good video, actually. <laughs> you can comment on this if you'd fucking like me to fucking make a polar mom video. But it is polar mom. It's what everyone wants it to be. 
And that concept, though, it's fucking hard work. Not only do you have to train day in, day out in every aspect of the art and sport to become a good polar, you have to maintain it. You can't hit a trick once and then never bother doing it again and think that in six months' time you can whack it out. Maybe you can if you're fucking, you know, very, very advanced. But as an average human being, that doesn't happen. I haven't been training my flexibility to the degree I used to the last few years after a car crash. I used to be able to do fucking Rainbow Marchenko. I used to be able to eagle. I, I can barely get me toe to my head now because that skill that I had has not been worked. It's not been nurtured. It's not been maintained. So it's fucked off. It's gone. The Pokemon's fucked off out the ball and gone back into fucking forest. You know, real life isn't Pokemon. Real life isn't social media. I mean, social media is the imaginary. And this is where we come to the philosophical, psychoanalytical, academic side of things. Because there's a philosopher, psychoanalysis, there's two of them, there's Lacan and there's Jung. I've been reading a lot about this too, not by choice. My, my lovely partner, Mark, bless him. He, he's a good, quiet Catholic boy, PhD, theology, philosophy, psychoanalysis. But he's, bless his heart, he, he's dyslexic, so, you know, poor twat, he's dyslexic, you know, he's got anxiety, he's going a bit grainy, he has to fucking live with me, like, feel sorry for this boy, but, you know, it, I do feel sorry for him, he's just, like, that fucking big, two, two inches thick, uh, 80 odd thousand words, um, but I'm proofreading it, the phrases of it for him, um, because he's dyslexic, you know, especially being tired and writing that amount of work, you know, I'm making sure his phrasing's there. Obviously, I'm a linguist myself, I'm an academic myself, so just rephrasing and jiggling things along to give him a hand. And it's hard not to take it in as you go in. His thesis is spiritual direction as a Jungian and Lacanian psychoanalysis and philosopher um, in the postmodern era and the pursuit of happiness. Happiness as a spiritual direction. And it's dead fucking interesting. It really is because applying this over to the pole industry with my weird academic brain, the way it works, I find it fascinating. Lacan writes about, Lacan writes about this thing called the imaginary. And basically, to put it into the most basic layman's terms, the imaginary is all the things that we think if we had, we'd be complete as a person. They'd make us happy. So when you're a kid, it's, being British fucking speakers in it, you know. I want to be an astronaut. Um, you know, I want to be like David Beckham. I want to play football. I want to be a pop star. And generally, that's what's called master signifiers. That's the thing that drives us. That's what we are aiming for to be complete. Now, as you grow up, you kind of realise that the adage, "You can be anything you want to be," in really true. Like, I can say, I'm 32, fucking hell, I can say till the cows come home that I want to be astronaut. I can't even do basic fractions, like, my brain don't work in maths way. I really don't think NASA's coming knocking on my door anytime soon. Not when they've got lists of Oxford, Cambridge, you know, fucking Harvard, Yale candidates they can pick from. I really don't think they're coming for a 32-year-old pole dancer who struggles with decimals. So, what happens is our sense of the imaginary changes the imaginary becomes a smaller pool. It becomes things that are more achievable. So, especially 
for those of us who grew up a few decades ago. If you grew up in the 80s, you probably had a smaller pool of Sigmaster signifiers than there are now. But even going further back, this could be discussed a lot in terms of patriarchy on gender norms and gender stereotypes in terms of women started aiming towards marriage Mm -hmm. and babies because they were so limited in their options. What was available to them, their pool of, of what was available as master signifiers was so small because they couldn't even pursue careers that that was all they aimed for. You might wake up when you're three dreaming of being an astronaut, but when you realise that women aren't even allowed to, you know, own their own checkbook in the 1970s, what you actually could aspire to grew smaller, so the imaginary or master signifiers become more realistic. Now, as time's gone on, those pools of master signifiers have become bigger because of things like The Voice and reality TV, because now everyone thinks, get on one of them and I'll be famous. Whereas most of us, by the time we'd hit 25 and realised we couldn't sing, you know, and had an arse like a double-decker bus, we weren't going to be Christina Agua fucking Lara. Now, people have got this, the imaginary going on. And social media and this idea of branding and being a brand are things that have not helped the situation And don't get me wrong, branding is so fucking useful for a product. When you've got a great product or something that's awesome to bring a market, if you've got good marketing, that that is fucking fabulous. You can get it out there, you can get it out to everybody. It's smart, it works. There's a reason why everyone's doing it. But I'd love to do a social experiment where you made this amazing branding for a clothesline, right, and hyped it and went on about it and how amazing these clothes were, but no clothes existed, you know. Two t-shirts and a pair of fucking Mind the Gap knickers. That was all it was. Because this is essentially what it is. People are so good now at building a brand and doing their marketing that they're neglecting the fact that no product there. You know, it's it's this idea of you can create a photo, you can create an image, put a nice filter on it, everyone looks good with a filter. And you've created something that isn't real. It's the imaginary. You know, I'm five foot two and my kid calls my ass Big Bessie. This is a true story. You know, I'm not going to be a supermodel. I ain't getting on no fucking Gucci catwalks anytime soon. However, if I spent long enough taking enough photos, putting enough filters on, editing myself enough... I could make myself look like an Instagram model, you know, tweet, dump, there, there, there. You know, I was an internet model for quite a few years, so I know this for myself. You can make a photo, you can edit it, alter it, parcel it, package it, put it on social media. People think you're Naomi Campbell when you look like a thumb. You know, I wake up in the morning looking constantly like I've just switched on my back camera. You know, that, that's that's reality. On social media, I look like a fucking queen. It's amazing. You know, good bit of filter, little bit of, of edit here and there, bit of eye brightener, you know, job done. But this is, it's all the imaginary. And this is where within the pole industry, as instructors, as students, that relationship starts to have problems. We all have had at some point that student that comes in with a photo and they want you to put them in it. And it's that idea of instant gratification and happiness as a commercial commodity. Because in their minds, that's their imaginary, that's their master signifier. So if they can achieve that, they can be happy. So they want you to make that happen as their pole instructor. They're not just paying you 
to teach them pole. They're paying you for a, a happiness experience because this is, again, what social media does. It's a happiness experience. No, happiness has become a commercial commodity. Nobody just goes to buy a new car now because, like, they want a new car. That might be a massive signifier, but there's so much more to it. Along with their car, they want their certificate of happiness, you know. Along with their fucking... What them shoes with the red bottom? Louboutins. Them Louboutins. That's how poor I am. I don't even fucking know what they're called, you know. <laughs> um, them Louboutin shoes, you know. Along with your Louboutins, here is your small vial of happiness into the box. You know, it's a, with your relationship, you meet someone on fucking Tinder, it goes well. You end up in a long-term relationship. It does happen. Right, that's how I met mine. Um, and, you know, it's like as you're swiping fucking right, it's... And here on your swipe right with your perfect life partner, here is your bottled happiness. You know, and, and people think that their happiness comes with that thing, with that imaginary, with that master signifier. If I have that, I'll be happy. So, Paul students are coming in looking for us to provide their happiness. And we can't do it because they've got to work for it themselves. This is where this whole idea, as I say, goes back to, you know, of, of social media providing instant gratification results and a falsity. It provides an imaginary. What isn't seen is the slog. The fucking slog. And anybody who has been doing poll for a long time or has got to a certain level with it, they have slogged. Trust me. Anyone who's gone and won a big comp, they've slogged. I had an idea for um, how I could make a kip transition and combo work the other day. I'd seen Bethany Finley doing it and I thought, oh, fancy a bit of that. I can do that. Couldn't do it. Um, three weeks later, sitting at home about half 11 at night, it something clicked and I thought, I know how to do that. I, I think I can manage it. So I clears my dining room and I get the hoover out and does a hoover because I've got four cats. There's cat hair everywhere all the time. You know, it's it's like it's like being in um, one of them, you know, cowboy bar brawls out in the wild west, you know, tumbleweed going past, just cat hair. So I get the hoover out, hoover, move all the furniture to the side. It's about half 12 by now, you know, my kid's looking at me. with the, It was a Saturday, so he's allowed to be up that late. You know, he's playing his computer game. He's giving me a bit of side eye like I've lost it. Probably have, that's all right. Um... And I spent three hours, three hours on the side of my head to the point where I was just so focused on achieving what I wanted to achieve that I didn't even notice the time go by. I didn't feel it. I just knew that I could do this one move. And I've not felt that for a long time. I used to get that in the early days, 2009, 2010, you know, up to about 2012, the early days I used to get that when I knew something I were aiming for were close and I could get it. And I, I, I'd train it for hours and hours and hours and hours. And I'd come back the next day and the next day. And I had an egg on the side of me. I had the next day. An actual egg. Quite funny, actually. Um, and off the skin missing off my shoulder. And I know we, it, people talk about it's a load of bollocks wearing your bruises and your cuts and, you know, your scrapes as war wounds, you know. But yeah, they are badges of pride. When you've worked dead hard and you've got something and you're proud. I, I don't agree with working yourself to the point where, you know, you're ripped to shreds and thinking that's a good thing. That's going too far. But, you know, sometimes when you get lost in the moment, you don't feel it. But the point is, is that it's so rare to see that talked about on a day-in, day-out basis. Nobody's going to sit there on social media every day going, I trained for six hours today. I'm sore. I'm tired. You know, feel like I did a bit shit actually. Didn't feel like I made the progress I would have liked to have made, but I'm gonna go back tomorrow. People did that day in, day out. You get tired of hearing it, but just because you don't hear about it, don't mean it don't happen. And that's what people have to do 
to win the big competitions. That's what they have to do to get on those big stages. But that kind of slog doesn't give you instant gratification. It don't give you the ego boost and validation that just putting a photo on and, and getting 100 likes could get. And people end up almost living fake lives. This is the idea before talking about Instagram modelling. Did you ever see that, that TV advert they did? And it had the girl and, and she's sitting on her own and she was trying to take herself with a boyfriend and he's watching TV and he like pushes her off and she goes in the other room and then she puts the photo on, on Instagram or whatever it was of, of the two of them together and they're getting all the likes in and she goes from being dead sad on her own to smiling. And it's like, that's that sums it up perfectly that you can be presenting on social media this perfect relationship beautiful so happy in pictures and people like it it makes you believe it's real you start believing you live in the imaginary and this is what's changed i think in in postmodern society this is what's changed in that pursuit of happiness that people are creating a virtual happiness people create a virtual life for themselves they create a virtual persona that isn't real they create things on there that aren't real. They create a perception of themselves that's totally fucking fake. And we are dealing with the after effects of that as people that teach pole, as studio owners. You know, we're dealing with people who don't want to have to do the shit work, don't want to have to do the graft. We're dealing with the responsibility for people's happiness. I, I, I know I've seen so, so many times instructors or studio owners posting that post that goes... I have a student and I don't know why they keep coming back. They come and I say, let's do this. And they say, I don't like that. You know, or 